It's time for Loud Pipes, the podcast centered around motorcycles, the motorcycle experience, and other automotive diversions. Recording from RDub Studios in Charlotte, North Carolina, or wherever sufficient bandwidth can be located. Here's Rich Warfield and Rico Hogan. This is episode 29 of Loud Pipes, originally recorded on Wednesday, October 21st, 2015. And we don't have our live stream tonight while we work through some bandwidth issues, Rico, but we do have a new solution (laughs) that we're working on we can talk about in the future. Uh, So we have a laundry list of topics to discuss this evening, and it mainly centers around our epic road trip to Birmingham which, of course, was to attend the 11th annual Vintage Fest at Barber Motorsports Park. And before I ramble off too far, let me bring in Mr. Hogan. How you doing, man? Doing good, my friend, other than the bandwidth problem we're having. Wait, are you choking on your bits over there? <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> well, maybe our technical director can straighten it out. John, how you doing, buddy? Doing good. Well, if you move out from the country, you might find some bandwidth. Oh, you got to come back a little bit to civilization. You'll be fine. Oh, all right. I'll work, <laughs> work on, on that. that. <laughs> or you're going yeah. to put a satellite dish up. Yeah, I might have to dig some trenches to add some fiber optics out right, this right. way. <laughs> well, you do, do have all that lit. time to spare. I do, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, start, I'll start digging. All right. Well, before we def- descend into <laughs> laying new infrastructure and... In, uh, Northern South Carolina. We have a couple of uh, <laughs> iTunes ratings that we want to talk about. Actually, ratings and reviews. And we would have done this on the last episode, but of course, we weren't in our comfy studio. We were over at OMB recording the roundtable, which was a whole lot of fun. Uh, but we just wanted to what, thank what? Uh, a couple of listeners. And first one was uh, Chad Bowling. And he actually reached out to us in a couple of ways. You know, he wrote wrote to us through our feedback page, left a really nice uh, review on iTunes, and also linked with us on on Facebook. So thanks, Chad, for that. We appreciate it. Much appreciated. And although his although his he's current a, ride, he's, yeah, in, he's in Greenville, and his current ride is a scooter, but he formerly had a Kawasaki Versus, which is a nice uh, adventure touring bike. Very nice. So a little, it's a, it's akin to the KLR, but it's a little more, more touring, maybe just a tad more sport and a, a little less off-road than, than like the KLR is, but it's in that same family. Cool. So that was the first one. That was back the end of September and, uh, around the 6th of October, a V7 rider also gave us a great review also on iTunes with five stars. So thank you very much for that one. And the last one we want to talk about was just here, I don't know what, Rico, about a week ago. And the ID is called Another Another K2, and an, another great uh, review on iTunes. So just want to thank everyone for that. That is a, that is a great way to help out the show in, in a non-monetary fashion. Uh, helps other people to find loud pipes within iTunes, and most of the aggregators pull from iTunes as well. So if it's not Stitcher Radio or something that's pulling directly from, from our site, then most things do actually come from iTunes. So much appreciated. Are you guys drinking any beer tonight? I, I, I'm actually trying something new um, that I normally wouldn't have even thought of to drink, and you guys have, has had have had this drink 
why you were here with me last, and that's that Coney Island um, hard root beer. Mm. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, really good. Deceivingly good. Awesome. Well, that's probably a good segue then into our, our first topic. So in addition to our big trip, you know, big road trip to Birmingham for the Vintage Fest, we stayed over at Rico's house the first night. And of course, drank up all his beer and he cooked us breakfast like a good little doobie, which was very nice. Yes, he was. Thank you, Rico, again for that. Yeah, thanks for hanging out in the man cave. I was like, John, maybe we should just stay here. Like, we don't need to go to Birmingham. This is all right, right? (laughs) Yes, it wasn't bad. All right, Rico, so you enjoy that. You enjoy that hard root beer and I will continue sipping on my, my OMB copper. Again, not to rub it in at all. Thanks. So the, the Vintage Fest at Barber, and just to kind of set the, the scene for everyone, this is is a great event, and it's in its 11th year, and it's held at, at Barber Motorsports Park, which of course also has the the Vintage Motorcycle Museum there as well. And while we didn't attend the museum directly, man, there was a lot of cool bikes to see on this trip. And we'll, we're going to talk about a bunch of those yeah. here, but... Yeah, let's let's get into a little bit about what there is at the event. So obviously vintage bikes and and all sorts of bikes on display. That's that's sort of number 1. There is a series of um vintage motorcycle racing going on. Uh one of the coolest things we saw, well two cool things that I think we saw was the lap of the century. So these were bikes 100 years old or older uh turning laps on the track, which was really cool. And also we got to see the uh, I'm gonna forget the guy. The Britons. <laughs> yes, forgot the name. Yeah, the Britons were pretty awesome to see. <laughs> Got to see, yeah, several Britons on the track, and not only did we get to see them turning laps, but the part that we missed, Rico, while we were messing around in the pits, was they ran sort of some competitive laps with all of them. And I know we missed it, but we could hear it. Boy, they they things sound amazing. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they 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 got out there, and there's only uh, I think 11 were handmade. Uh, from New Zealand to give everybody a little background and there was seven of them there and if I've heard the announcer say correctly I think they were a million dollars each yeah that was pretty neat so shipped in shipped in all around the world and of course uh, Barbara has one in their museum as well or at least one and and the coolest thing if you watch them do stuff the the riders they're doing wheelies on the backstretch with these things (laughs) you know so they were not taking it easy on them but yeah yeah, they're pretty awesome well, we lost Rico again. No, I said they shouldn't <laughs> be taking it easy on these things. Well, yeah, that's that's the cool thing about seeing the the vintage bikes at this festival was most of them were ridden. I mean, that's the idea, right? Let's take them out and ride them. Even the you know the hundred year old bikes, it was cool to see them out there turning laps and one of breaking them breaking down halfway. Yeah, one had Break a little incident. Yep, and it was neat. <laughs> they got that going. That was cool. He was sitting there. Wrenching on it, getting the belt back on, and gets it started, and it goes like three feet, <laughs> puts out again. It was pretty cool. Everybody was cheering him on and everything, clapping for him. So eventually, I think he did he get it up and running to do the f- final lap, or did he have yeah, to cart it? I yeah, he, no, no, he finished it. Yep, awesome, awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. We we captured some video of that, and of course pictures, and we'll get all that posted eventually. <laughs> but we did capture a bunch. Yeah. We do just have a tad bit of video, I think, right, Rich? Just a tad. Just a tad. Well, the technical director, what what would did we tip the scale at? The final tally. 
I know I have 140 gigs just by wow. myself. Mm, wow. Yeah, so we're, I think we're north of 200 for sure. Mm-hmm. Yes. Cool. Well, let's see, some other things that were going on, there was a big swap meet. Um, if you were, if you're building a vintage bike or doing any sort of restoration, oh man, is this the place for parts? I mean, there was just stuff, stuff I've never even heard of. I mean, which isn't that hard to do, but mm-hmm. just oddball parts and bikes everywhere. And it was just, yeah. just awesome. Yeah, it was. It was. And I think every bike ever made was accounted for at this festival. And I think there, if you were in, if you're into motorcycles at all and you have a certain bike that is close and dear to your heart, it was represented a couple times here. Absolutely. And how many how many people showed up here? I think we did a tally or they tallied that up. Yeah, pretty pretty good attendance. Um overall numbers for this year. Sixty nine two sixty four. I was gonna say now I've moved it in the notes. Yeah, sixty nine thousand two hundred and sixty four for this year, which wow. is up a tad from a little over sixty five thousand last year. So pretty pretty good attendance for a three day event. Right. Yeah, and also and, and to kind of throw out it's just not motorcycles, it's you know, there's scooters, there's dirt bikes, you know. Right trikes everything you could imagine there was even a player slingshot there yeah it was so yeah so i mean everything and then the racing bikes i mean that was just awesome yeah the thing that struck me and and rico and i stopped at one point and just did a 360 because we were in awe and the, the comment i made was the diversity of bikes was uncanny i mean just you're looking down the aisle and and you've got the obvious players right there's your harleys there's your sport bikes and then you start looking a little closer, and then you're like, wow, that's a 30s-era Harley. And then you see you know, maybe an old scooter or some old dirt bike, and then it just went on and on and on. Every brand, every style of bike was represented in, in a multitude, and it just was, yeah. it, it was overwhelming. Right. And there was a bunch of Nortons there, too. I was surprised because you rarely see those bikes, and they were all over the place. At least I rarely see them. Yeah, and, the, and you know, you know, thinking that something like a Sturgis, um, not really Sturgis, but just the the the, the congestion Sturgis has. This mm-hmm. it didn't. Feel, I didn't feel that here, even though it's on seven hundred forty acres, so it was well spread out, and there was bikes all over the place. Uh, but they they handled all of those bikes very well. I would say, wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it was pretty cool the way it's laid out. So if, if anyone's never never been to Barber Motorsports Park, and this is my first time, so you kind of got the track, obviously, that sits in the middle, and the museum is off in one corner. Uh, they had a sort of a vendor section set up. We had some cool stuff to talk about in a little bit. And then, of course, the swap meet was in one section of the parking lot. But then they have this ring road, this two-lane access road that goes around the whole facility. So essentially, just imagine motorcycles parked all the way around this ring road and then you know cars and and swap meet and vendor type displays in the various parking lots plus plus a big road course in the middle right yeah plus they had like a all tent camping ground area yep they they had like right they had like off-road trails and stuff that we didn't get to check out and they also had like an rv camping area too so there was tons of space for everybody and also there was a uh there's the uh Japanese vintage over on the backside as well in one section. 
and I know we didn't see it at all, but they also had vintage um, off-road racing someplace as well. Yeah, that's one whole part that I missed was yeah. the, the vintage Japanese motorcycle club had like their national gathering there. And, and that was a huge area. And we, we didn't even get to that yeah. for, the, for the day we were there. Yeah. And we're, we're going to get to our reasons why here in a second. But a, a huge event. They do it for three days. I recommend you go for the three days if you're going to attend this event next year for the 12th annual. Um, we certainly will if we go, if we go next year. We're going to go more than one day. And like I said, you'll find out why here in a few minutes. Yeah. yeah and it, it was real fun. A lot of stuff. And, and even if you wanted to, there's bikes for sale. There's all types of different bikes for sale at the event. Right. You could just pick up. People are trying to sell stuff. I mean, you name it, you could find it pretty much. So, Yeah. And there's one awesome thing, event. one thing that Rico got to do that, that I didn't, which was the Ace Cafe. You want to bring us up to speed on that a little bit? Oh yeah. So yeah, the the Ace Cafe. Yeah, so that that's set right at turn sixteen and seventeen. So you get to see a good majority of the track. So you see them coming up and over the hill. So you had a lot of different elevation changes. So at this particular spot you see them coming down and around and down the straightaway. And then you get to see them do, you know, the loop turn four, five, six, seven, and ten and eleven. So you get to see them go pretty much around the track and come back again. Um, but uh, they had a lot of uh, they had food at this particular location and beer and another uh, display area for uh, custom bikes. And it had, like I said, uh, vendors there. They had all you can drink beer there. I mean, so you could go to this area and just see some just custom motorcycles some rat motorcycles there were just tons of vendors there is that you if you're looking for any kind of customized gear right um, you're looking for uh, publishing you're looking for parts for your bmw anything you could imagine there was they had this one location the ace corner on uh, that would everybody that was somebody was at and you had to have like a special wristband to get in or you couldn't get in too yeah i was going to ask you so it wasn't a lot of money, but that was a ten dollar ad on top of the the ticket package we had for the weekend. But so you would yeah. recommend that? Oh yeah, for sure. I would definitely recommend it uh, for next time um, to go, just because one, just the seating area to be able to see the entire track. That's the place to go. Uh, you had special place to park your bike if you wanted. Um, like I said, you just had access to food. You didn't have to go anywhere far because you had food right there. Uh, beer right there, you know, so that I think I don't know if you could get beer at any other locations, but for sure, this particular spot had beer, <laughs> which I was very uh, glad uh, of as well. So but wait a minute, you guys had beer, too. While you were hob- hobnobbing it with with Ace Cafe royalty, <laughs> John and I hit up the, the swap meet area and I um I fancied myself a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Oh, Nice. You sure did, my man. <laughs> In a can. Nice. And I forget the beer that I had. Do you remember the beer I had? I can't remember. It's something truck driver. You see, yeah, you sent me a picture. I forgot what it was, though. Hold Give on. me a minute, and I'll find it for you, Rico. I had to get out the phone. Well, while you're doing that, um, yeah, I think one other thing I just want to touch on before we get into our ride from, from Rico's house down to Birmingham is there there were three main things to me that were Actually, I guess four things that, that stood out to me. 
obviously the diversity of bikes, just seeing all the different makes and models and, and styles, that was fascinating. And, mm. and the people too, right? Obviously different bikes bring a pretty diverse crowd of riders, which was cool to see and, and, and interact with those people as well. The vintage racing, probably number two for me. I, I could have sat there all day, just watch those bikes screaming around the track. That was so cool. Um, and then yeah. sort of the swap meet and, and vendor area. Cause of course we, we got to speak to some people and we got a couple interviews coming up here in a few minutes, but those kind of three were my favorite, but the icing on the cake Saturday, Rico, you know, where I'm going here. <laughs> Go ahead. Spill it. The parade lap on the track with our own bike. <sighs> yeah. How yeah. cool was that? Huh? That was amazing. So yeah, we got that to was take amazing. We got to take my deuce and Rico's big boy roadmaster, and we did, oh my goodness, it was like five or six laps on the track. Yeah. It was awesome. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, when I got home, I looked at the tread and saw how far I got the bike over. I was like, I was very impressed how <laughs> how much lean I got on, the, on, on my tires. Yeah, because you certainly didn't do that on the highway on the way home. No, no, <laughs> not at all. <laughs> but yeah, that was a, that was a blast. So Rico, you had a Truck stop honey. That's it. I know it was truck something. Truck stop mm. honey. Who, who made that? Good. Who makes that? Uh, give me a minute and I will find out. TD slipping. I know. Tonight <laughs> is a weird night. <laughs> yeah, we're all discombobulated tonight. I don't, I'm not sure how this one's going to come through, but we've had, oh my goodness, we've had technical issues, content issues. It's just, if we get through this episode, it's going to be a miracle tonight. <laughs> it's made by uh it's brewed by the back forty beer company in Alabama. Nice. Good stuff. Thanks, Sean. Yeah. And I think that's why I got that beer because it was made in Birmingham, so or Alabama. So yeah. you know, I wanted to support the locals. Cool. So that so that's just a little preview of the vintage fest at, at Barber. And we're gonna come back to some of these. Like I said, we have a couple of interviews coming up here for everyone. But let's talk a little bit now about the riding because it w- this was an epic weekend in terms of like a guy's trip, right? Wouldn't yeah. you say? Like just overall. But yeah. the riding as well. Like we did almost 400 miles th- uh, Friday getting there. John and I did 100 or so to get to your house Thursday night. And then another 400 some back Sunday. Like, dang, that's a good weekend even without going to the festival. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So John, so John mapped out the whole thing. So we'll we'll let John kind of give out give the routes of what we took and why we decided to go that way. Yeah. So you, you want me to throw this little piece in there? You also got to add that since uh, I'm another 150 miles away, I had another 300 miles on y'all's trip. That's oh yeah, right. He had to get to Charlotte That's first. <laughs> Yeah. So so needless to say it was a it was uh it was a long drive. The new car WRX got, you know uh, nice about fourteen hundred miles on it in this little nice. trip. So So okay, so let's talk about that for a little bit. So was it a comfortable ride for you? so what do you think on long hauls in that car? What do you think? Oh, it's awesome riding in it, long hauls. Um, you know, no problems. Um I mean we did make those a lot of pit stops, you know, um on Saturday and or on Friday and Richard. Sunday coming back. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> but uh, but <laughs> when I left to go down to Rich's on on uh, Thursday from here, you know, it's a, it's a three hour trip. I made it all down nonstop, straight through, no problems. So, 
you know, it was ready to go. The gas mileage on the thing, I mean, 30 to 32 miles a gallon on open wow. highway with, with it. So, I mean, for that little car, which you're only supposed to get 27, I was getting into the 30s. That's, that was pretty impressive. Yeah, so, no doubt. And it was comfortable. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and we, uh, as we'll add to a little bit, we had uh, extra riders coming back. Yeah, that'll be right. a good story here in a minute. So I, yeah. before you get into the route, I just I want to say thanks, John, for putting the route together because I had a lot of work going on, and Rico was a little bit like me. He didn't really care. He's like, I just want to ride. So John sort of took on the task of mapping out a nice route from Rico's place to Birmingham, mostly yeah. off the highway. We wanted good roads, and we wanted to touch five states. That was his task. And I'll, I'll let him describe the route, but it was awesome. So I just wanted to say thanks. Hey, no problem. And uh, next time, walkie-talkies. <laughs> or some type of communication here, Mr. Warfield. Mm. <laughs> the hand signals don't exactly you're, work. You're breaking up. I'm sorry. What? We, we need what? Yeah, yeah you, you can cut say it out walkie-talkies. <laughs> Something. Other than these hand signals. When I point over my head to the right, just pointing out some nice cars, I really don't want you to stop. I don't want you to get off the highway. <laughs> hey, we didn't know what to do there, my man. That was funny. So, uh, yeah, so so I, I like to plan on trips on knowing where I'm going, just to have an idea, just plan stuff out. I'm a little bit of a planner, not fly by the seat so much. So, yeah, so uh, the trip we went, we went down uh, out of Rico's house. We took 11 in South Carolina down to uh, Walla there, got some gas, because, you know, the guys only can go 100 miles in a tank. Yeah. And, uh, so so we did a little pit stop and did, then we jumped on 183, did a little country back road. I love Rico's little, at the range road, he did that little fast right. You remember that, Rico? That oh, yeah. Road, that all of a sudden, little back sudden road. Yeah. Like, that was a fun road. Yeah, that was a fun little road, and you kind of all of a sudden jerked it, and I'm like, we're like, okay. <laughs> um, letting Rico re- lead here, and then we went up uh, seventy six in Georgia two into the Chattahoochee National Forest. Rode through there, which was pretty nice. Other than getting stuck behind that um, dump truck pulling the backhoe, which I thought was going to be a very fun time, but oh, yeah, it kind of dumped off early. And then uh, we made it up to uh, what was it, Walla? No, what, was, what town is that one? Haisha. Walla Hasi. Yeah. Hayawasi. Yeah. Yeah, whatever you said. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, you know, we we stopped at Zaxby's for lunch. And boy, That's the only place. Boo. Boy, we don't need little, to stop there again. <laughs> yeah, that place was a little slow. Yeah. So, and then um and then leaving there, amazing. I I kind of figured just at that entrance there would've been an accident and sure enough there was. You know, the entrance was over a hill crest. and Yeah, John there, called it, next. right? Busy intersection, right in the crest, a lot of commercial traffic. And John's like, there's going to be an accident here. And sure enough, while we're eating, what do we see? <laughs> whoop, whoop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, okay. And we we found another way out. So that was kind of a good thing because I was worried about us getting across. And then uh, we made another pit stop for the gas station with Rico. Couldn't operate the pump. It wasn't my fault. It was thrown out of error 31. And even the, I went Can't inside and said, yeah, I went inside. I shut it off, shut it back on. And, and I went inside and said, hey, this pump is giving me an error 31. She's like, oh, I'll come out and take care of it. 
she walks out. Yeah, that was funny. I think she's going to do something, <laughs> something magical and mystical. And, and she's like, yep, that's Era 31. <laughs> I couldn't believe that. She, I'm standing there and, you know, you were inside for a while. And then she comes out and she looks and she kind of looks at me and she's like, golly, yeah, it, it is. It does say 31. And I'm just shaking my head. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like we're going across the street now. This is ridiculous. Because yeah, we went to like three different pumps. <laughs> yeah, all three we of them weren't working. Gas. The credit card machines weren't working. You know, we were doing good on time, you know, because this is playing out in the cars, 383 miles. And I think terms of the program I used said it was like seven hours to go. I mean, we didn't leave Rico's until nine o'clock. We figured 10 and, on the bike, right? Yeah. So, so we kind of got to lunch. And I looked at the map and I'm like, oh. Hey, we're doing pretty good on time. We're not supposed to be here. You know, it took us like an hour and a half to two hours or an eh, hour and a half, I think, for lunch time and mess around in yes. Hiaisha. And, yeah. uh, and plus Hiaisha. it was starting to rain too, wasn't it? We had to put yeah, our rain suits and on. Then, yeah. Yeah. Then you guys threw your rain suits on because I thought it was going to start raining because it looked like a major cloud. Yeah. So then we decided to uh, jump yeah. up and go into North Carolina, cut across the you know, we decided at that point we're doing good and cut across up into North Carolina. So we went up to um, 515 and up to NC69 into, uh, then that dumped us into 64 and seven into North Carolina. And then uh, we got to Murphy. And next thing we know, I'm I'm following you guys. Next thing, whoop, into our crystals we go. And the rain gear came off. Yeah. It started to get a little warm. Yeah, the ro- and the roads yeah. started getting real nice there too, especially as we went through that um, that valley. Yep. Yeah. So then, yeah, that's the next part. We jumped on seventy four and went through the. And here I go. I'm messing up. Nantahala, Nantahala River, <laughs> um, Gorge, uh, which is there with the, um, and I don't think you guys caught it, but there was a sign there with the uh, 1996, I think, Summer Olympics, Olympics. that happened in Atlanta. Yeah, the I uh, that. kayaking. The kayaking events were up there, so that was pretty neat. So could you could you tell, or do you guys know, was that sort of gorge built for the Olympics, or did they just use it because of how good it is? Because some of it looked fabricated, like man-made. They maybe modified some of it. I don't know. I, I don't know, but there was a lot of rapids. That's all I know. Yeah. And the and big I was dam thinking, at the end. wow, yeah, yeah, exactly. I was just like, wow, just, and I was thinking as I'm going alongside, it's like, oh, look at all those rapids, mm-hmm. and they were look treacherous, you know. Level it says, one, it says go it goes into class three and four uh, rapids. Wow, wow, okay, that's imp- that's impressive. Yeah, so and some sections go all the way to class five, according to this, oh. the ho- the horn of God and the big Kahuna. Wow, wow. Man, you're doing more. You're doing more research than I have been doing today. <laughs> I'm, I'm just looking at the link you put in the notes. <laughs> oh, well, good. Oh, what so. Wikipedia? Wiki, 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 wiki. What? Yeah. So, uh, and then we dumped into Cleveland, Tennessee. Yeah, Cleveland. yeah, Cleveland. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Cleveland. Yeah. Did you have a good time in Cleveland, John? I yeah. had a good time. It was awesome. Weather was fantastic. It was yeah. perfect weather. Just great. Yeah. How'd that work yeah. out for you, John? Not very well. <laughs> Not very well. Do you, do you share the share the experience of Cleo? I shouldn't laugh. No, we shouldn't well, laugh. We shouldn't laugh. Well, I'll give a little backstory on this to our listeners since it's not so much. So, you know, 
this is the first car I've ever had with low profile tires. And I went through the drive through about two weeks after. No, it was about a week after owning the car. And I was going through the drive through and I ran over the curb and I dinged up the tire or the rim, scraped it. Donk. <sighs> yeah. You think you would have so, learned your lesson. You would think, and I thought I did. <laughs> Tough crowd. <laughs> so before I went to Charlotte, and since you guys haven't seen the car, I said, well, I need to make this look nice and pristine for you guys to show it off. And so I went over to a, a Quicksilver by Rimguard here in, in Raleigh, and they took the rim off and took the tire off the car, and they fixed it all up, and looked brand new, great, left. Well, here I get into Cleveland. You guys pulling the downtown, two parking spots. And I didn't cut it. I went too much at straight in, and I ran over the curb, and I dinged the front passenger tire. So Ugh. there it is. Man, I, I felt so bad for him. Like, in my the heart room. dropped. And then John gets out the car, and he he's mad. Like, he just got stung by 40 hornets. <laughs> he is spitting mad. <laughs> and red. Yeah. yeah, and Rico and I are just kind of standing there like, um, uh, I guess we'll just wait. We'll t- We'll take it down. easy on him. We'll just, just like you, let him vent. You you want to lead or no, should I lead? No, we'll just stand there and be quiet. Let's just be yeah, quiet. We'll just, yeah, let's just wait until he calms down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was good. You guys made me feel better. Rico, you made me feel better about, you know, you know everything. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those things. I was a new car. I'm trying to keep it look nice. And the kind of the thing is, is that I guess go back to you guys talking about your motorcycles and kind of people coming up to you saying nice bikes and everything else yeah i've got more i've gotten like about five compliments on the car like nice yeah. car and stuff so so it's kind of one of those things of everybody likes it and it's right it's a beautiful little car and it, it is, is fun. sure and it it's, is. Your, it, it's your baby right when you anytime you got a new car that that first ding that hurts it does yeah and, and the funny thing is the car now is in the garage oh you finally cleaned out oh. some space good man Clean the space out yeah. to get the car in the garage. So, anyways, back to the route. So, we jumped on uh, uh, I-75 the rest of the way. We took the highway the rest of the way. Unfortunately, we uh, just kind of how we went. We could have gone some more back roads, but, you know, it was getting, what was it, about Dark. 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So, we needed to get to the hotel at some point. Right. And so, uh, we jumped on the highway. Uh, unfortunately, we hit the... Wrong time to go through Chattanooga, and don't ask me why, but it was all backed up. All backed up. Mm. Well, I got to share a little funny moment. Like, So, obviously, Rico and I are on motorcycles, and we can kind of cut through traffic a little better, but, you know, we we both are fairly um, respectful riders, I guess I would say. We sort of stay in our lane. We're not, like, splitting lanes or riding them to break down lane, but at one point, it's funny. So, you know, Rico's got the Roadmaster with the boom and stereo. (laughs) He comes up alongside of me at one point. He's bumping something, and he's practically dancing on the pegs. He's standing up and dancing around. And I'm like, you know what? We're in traffic. Screw it. And then, like, the two of us are, like, sitting there kind of, like, bouncing you know, seat up and dance. <laughs> I'm like, hey, you know, when you're giving lemons, make you know, some beer. That's oh, right. Yeah. Lemonade. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and I lost you guys. I was trying to stay behind you, but I got cut off. You guys were just doing. It. I said, "Well, they're going to take off. We'll eventually eventually meet up. We know where the next pit stop is. If we meet up there, great. If not, we got phones, and we'll figure it out somehow." Yeah. So yeah, it was but good. I don't know if I told you this, but I almost had a 
in Chattanooga, I was going to cut lanes to kind of come over with you guys or something. I almost got hit by a car sitting in my in the rear view corner, just hanging out oh. in a quarter panel, hiding. And I'm just like, really, people? Now that really? now that have ruined your trip. <laughs> that would fender bender. He would have just turned around and went back home. Yeah. So uh, once we got out of that, that was smooth sailing the rest of the way down there. And uh, the funny thing is, uh, we got out of traffic. I said, well, maybe next pit stop. Rico knows where we're going. I figured we'll just meet there, and I started texting him like, "Hey, I'm at exit, I don't know, 11. He goes, oh, "I passed that like a few seconds ago," <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, we're at exit four. Oh, are you at the gas station?" So it was like fifty fifty, and I took the pit stop, and you guys were there, so that kind of yep. worked out. Yeah, and I'll admit it: the the stopping is is partly for me. I mean, I'm kind of like. After an hour in the saddle, it doesn't matter how many miles it is. I'm sort of like, okay, got to stretch. Break time. And kind of go back to the thing I, we might be giving you a hard time, but every time we stopped, I was always taking the uh, bathroom break as well. So, you know, because I had all the drinks in the car, you know, I was all chilled out in the <laughs> You're car. You're just sipping. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Playing Mozart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we made it into Alabama and... You know, we had to make that one little pit stop there at that uh, Love's truck stop where uh, there was an argument going on, wasn't there, Rico? Yeah, there was yeah. a little domestic disturbance <laughs> broke out while we were there. Yeah. Kind of funny. Like, what the? Really? So, uh, and then luckily we made it to the hotel by 7 p.m. on the uh, central time, which means what, guys? We it was picked still... up an hour. We made up well, an hour. What else did we oh. get when we got to the hotel? Oh, we made happy hour. That was the yeah. best. Yeah. That was the bonus. That was the icing on the cake for me. Yeah, he got to see... Uh, who was that girl there, Rico? Monica. Monica. I will never forget her name because she made awesome Long Islands. Well, not only... Yeah. so Okay, so not only did she make a good Long Island iced tea, but it was basically bar stock liquor. There was no top shelf liquor in that. And that, that drink was off the chain. It was unreal. It was. She made it with love. She made that drink with love, and I was in, uh, <laughs> double fisted. Listen, she made that drink with love, and I was oh. double fisted. Oh, made it with oh. love. I misunderstood. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, if Rich, if you want, you can put in a show notes. Our, I took a screenshot of the route that we took. I use a a website that I'll kind of throw out there. Was uh, Google. Uh, no, I didn't use Google. It's called um, Furnot, F-U-R-K-O-T. Okay. So so it's kind of a cool little website. You can plug all your stops in and it plans it all out for you. And it's kind of like an online little trip planner that was kind of cool. So You are quite the planner. So what is it we figured out the other day? We've known each other like 20 years. I didn't, I didn't know you were this this bent on uh, having a plan before you go somewhere. <laughs> oh, sometimes I am, sometimes I'm. Yeah, didn't we... we we had seven different routes we could have took. Yeah, we did. I was I was getting a headache, like all the the texting and the calls. It's like, you know, John's like, "All right, well, I've got this other route, and it goes into nicer roads, but it's an extra forty minutes." And I'm just like, "Oh my goodness!" I'm like, you "I know was what? loving it because I didn't have to think about it." I know. Well, that's kind of where I got to. Right? It was like, "Well, John's going to plan out this awesome route, and I'm just going to ride," and that's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. Well, we we can do this next time, and we can plan a route, and we just plan a weekend when Rich can get away. 
Right. Yeah. Which which will be twenty eighteen year. Next year. And apparently I am a great leader. Apparently, yeah. Yeah, you did a good job leading Rico. See? Not a bad deal. See? See? You know? Rich? See? You hear that, Rich? You hear that? I know ne- I never never doubted you. <laughs> it, but you know, and and we just we, we came up with a line. I mean, we didn't know which way it would work better with having a car with it with, with you guys and you know, I think we decided maybe it was better during the day, me behind. And at night, me ahead, because you guys knew where I was. Right. But I will tell you, going through 74, you guys should have been happy I was behind you. That lady in F-150 was all over my rear end. Mm. And I looked in the rear mirror, and I could see her face. That's how close she she was to me. I'm like, really? You're talking about through the canyon? Yeah. Yeah, I could see it. I mean, it, it looked like there was a... It looked like John had a double roof on his car when I looked in the rear view. <laughs> That's how close she was. I'm like, really, lady? It's 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 already marked, no passing. I can't go any faster than anybody else in front of me. It's like 35 what do you expect? zone. Yeah. And she's just like, ooh, do, 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 do. And I'm like, okay. So. All right. Moving on. Yeah. Rico did good setting the pace. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty indifferent, especially on a trip like that. It's like. Except at some point coming home, like generally it's like, well, I can go speed limit, whatever. I can go 10 over. You want to go 100? Fine. You know, I can do that for a while. But it's like <laughs> coming home for whatever reason, there was a couple times where Rico was just setting a blistering pace. And I'm like, ah, I, I can't do that. Like <laughs> this is the third day on this bike. You know, this is like mile 900. You know, I have no windshield. I'm like, uh, this is just too much wind for me now. It's like, so I'm like, can you can you bring it down, you know, under at least to 80, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. And then Rico brings it down and I'm doing like 70. I'm like, okay, Rico, I want to get home sometime today. <laughs> so I think your your speedo needs a little calibration. And, and Aaron confirmed that, right? He said it was probably just a tad low, tad under. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he did. Or over. It would be optimistic. It'd be reporting more than, than you really were. Yeah. So, and that's the thing. I mean, and then the other thing I know, Richard's hard on you because you didn't have cruise control, and I know that made it hard on you. So, heated seat and yeah. lowers and a backrest, and yeah. a radio and a massager <laughs> and a whirlpool tub and all that stuff that's on the Roadmaster. Well, it's nice. We, tr- <laughs> we did try to get you to buy a, a bike this week, that weekend, but you didn't pull the trigger. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get to that. There's a, there's a route, and you know, hotel was pretty nice. Thanks for finding the hotel, Rich. Yeah, right. It was an amazing hotel with free booze. I loved it. Oh yeah, I, I'm becoming a I'm becoming an Embassy Suites fan. I mean the the what at five thirty to seven thirty happy hour every day. It's like unlimited drinks, light snacks, free hot <laughs> yeah. breakfast, like made to order breakfast. Yeah, that's loving it. Becoming my new hotel. Right. And the room that we got was phenomenal. Let's not forget about that. Yeah, we could have a conference in there. Yeah, a nice big conference table. What, six or eight chairs, two yep. bedrooms, two bathrooms, two big beds. Yep. Nice, all the way around. Yep, it was. Really nice. Okay, moving on. Moving we'll on. Talk so, yeah. about that. So that was our route. Fantastic ride. Uh, thanks again, John, for planning that out. It was a a great day. I mean, just a tiny bit of rain, but... Awesome to be on the bike for that long, and Enrico and I have ridden a bunch together over the last couple of years. But this was our first like 
like long haul. So it was cool to to kind of settle into a rhythm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like when you're yeah. riding with someone, it takes a little while, but eventually you figure out what the other person generally likes. And it was cool to kind of get in that groove and just start racking up the miles. It was a good time. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was fun following you guys and hanging out. I mean, it was fun driving these roads in the car. I mean, it was, the car's made for this. So yeah, it was all fun. So yeah. So let's move on. So I think the next thing we should probably get into is let's talk about some of the vendors that we spoke to when we were cruising around the, the vendor area at, at Barber. Um, so there was a, there's a lot of cool things to see, uh, people obviously selling bikes, a lot of custom bikes on display and a couple of new ones. So we ran into Janice motorcycles and we saw these bikes before. I think I, I probably sent them to Rico offline, but I don't think we talked about them on the show, but essentially they're, they're doing what I would call brand new old bikes, right? That's probably a good way to say it, Rico. Yeah. Yeah. So kind of like your your old cafe racer, your old vintage bike look, but all new, you know, and, and small displacement. They're they're not big bikes. Um, what I think it was what two hundred and fifty cc singles, two fifty correct, right? right. Yeah, air cooled. I mean, really cool bikes. And and we ran into them there. Uh, got to talking to some of the marketing folks, and then they mentioned that the one of the owners would be back. So we got to have a little interview with him while we were there. So we you want to play that. Yeah, I was going to say, we want to play that for everyone, but before I did that, I didn't know, if, Rico, if you want to touch on the bikes a little more while I spool this up. Oh, yeah, sure. So the bike itself, so let's talk about the performance of this bike. So the bike had a max power of 14 horsepower at 7,000 RPM and had <laughs> a 11.65 foot-pounds of torque and a top speed of 70 miles an hour, which doesn't seem like much. Um, so I'm curious to see. Yeah, but it doesn't, doesn't have a lot much. of weight. It doesn't, yeah. yeah, that's what I was getting at. It doesn't weigh a lot. So it only weighs dry 245 pounds. So I'm pretty sure it's a, a nice screamer. It's a nice substitute for like a scooter or something. Yeah. Um, well, uh, but it, it's, it's really nice. I really shouldn't compare it to a scooter because it's in a totally different class, all of its own. Um, but it was really neat looking. It had a very nice, very nice lines, uh, very retro y, but it's a really nice bike if you're really into old school looking bikes. You know what I'm saying? The Cafe yep. Racer, like you mentioned. So um, it was a four stroke overhead valve, single disbursement. Um, let's see what else is good about this bike. Um, it had a kick and a, a electric start train driven of course um five speed box transmission it had a 2.4 gallon fuel tank yeah i think you know i think specs aside the really cool thing about this bike is you could get the look of a vintage bike but all the modern performance and for a good price right. too so and, yeah for short money yeah it was seven thousand eight hundred bucks for the uh Helicon, right, right. Yeah. Halcyon, that's how they said Halcyon? Halcyon, yep. Okay, and what? 82 for the Phoenix. 82 for the Phoenix, the performance bike. Yeah, so the Phoenix. bad. The Phoenix is the one that, that has the Cafe Racer style seat on it, and and the, the tank that they had at the show um, was all uh, polished aluminum, which was really cool. They, that's not something that you can buy, but it was on the show bike, and it looked really cool. It did. 
All right. So yes, yeah, that's uh, JanusMotorcycles.com. We encourage everyone to check them out. They're made in Indiana, so a great uh, American company. But yeah, we've got a little interview here, and let's play this for everyone. All right, so we're continuing our little festivities here at the Barber Motorsports Park at the Vintage Fest. And we've come across some amazing bikes that Rico and I saw once before. And these are from a company called Janus. And we have the owner, or one of the owners. Yeah, one of the owners. One of the owners, Richard, with us. And I guess, first of all, tell us a little bit about Janus. Um, I guess how you guys got started, you know, where you're located, what you do. And then we'll get into some of these cool bikes. Yeah, so we're, we're located in Goshen, Indiana, northeastern Indiana. It's the heart of... Uh, the, the RV industry. Okay. Um, so we have a lot of a lot of resources when it comes to prototyping and, and manufacturing. Uh, we got started, my business partner Devin, got started with vintage two-strokes, uh, originally doing repair work, and then we kind of moved into doing some customs, and then we ended up doing performance parts, uh, mainly expansion chamber, uh, expansion chambers for small displacement, two-strokes, intakes, uh, all kinds of up- performance upgrades. Eventually, we built a two-stroke frame uh, from the ground up with the tank and the seat and everything like that. And as soon as we did that, we thought, well, let's... We could build the whole bike. We could build the whole bike. Because <laughs> yeah. we got tired of doing these customs around other people's stuff and you know, cobbling stuff together. And the, the goal with these has been to make something that just fits together perfectly. Um, it's a complete whole, and building them is like the ultimate Lego game. Yeah, right, they just right. the button together. So we originally, about three, four years ago, we founded the company and we got started doing 50 cc two strokes based on the Derby Senda, which is a, it's like the little 50 cc uh, sport bike, popular made in Spain. It's a six speed water cooled two stroke. That thing would scream. We stock they did 55 miles an hour, um, and you know, obviously. What's, what's the horsepower in that? The horsepower on those was about nine stock, and you could bump it up to 25 with uh, you know a cylinder kit and exhaust and a carb. They were fun. Um, but uh, about we started going through EPA for full 50 state uh, certification for larger volume production, and boy, that two stroke just didn't didn't make anybody happy. Uh, so we looked started looking around for a motor that would really match our aesthetic. We had with the two stroke. It was, air, it was water cooled, and had this radiator, and people just yeah, like where like, are the fins? They weren't the digging fins? the style, yeah, yeah. exactly. So we're looking for a, a motor that has the aesthetics, air cooled, got the fins, carbureted, uh, and this motor is a um, Honda clone. It's basically like uh, an old Honda single, but with the addition of a balance shaft, um, and it's made for the U.S. market. For EPA, okay. it's already so you got on your two. It's already done, and well, yeah. we're we're working on it for our company, but it's been sort of it's on two bikes that have passed and are in California. Got it. So it's kind of a clear path to larger volume uh, production. So we've uh, this bike is the same as the 50cc version we've had in the past. Everything's upgraded. So when you say this bike, you got to explain for the listeners. Yeah, so the listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, let's so, let's transition into the bikes a little bit. So we've got two. Um, two different bikes here, and I'm just going to go by the names, right? Yeah. The Halcyon 250, and this is like a, I guess you'd call that like an off-white with a little green stripe on there. Stainless and then steel. there's also the Phoenix 250, which is pretty much polished stainless, right? On the, aluminum. Or aluminum on the top part there, and uh, most of the rest of the body is black with a, just, an, again, another thin stripe on it. So I guess we'll start here with the Halcyon. Yeah. So the Halcyon was the first bike we came out with in the 50cc version. Um, it's based on my love of my, my, my taste in motorcycles, which is 
Zeniths, uh, Bruff Superiors, uh, mm. Old Indians, Harley Davidsons. These, I think that there was just amazing pairing of form and function in the motorcycles in that era. Cool. And so this bike kind of pays homage to that with the addition of yeah. disc brakes, uh, modern electronics, uh, motor that doesn't leak, uh, those kind of things. Is there uh, a little spring in the seat on this one? Yeah, it's got a Harley Davidson hairpin, hairpin springs. Uh, nice. And it's actually, uh, surprisingly, probably the most comfortable of the two, uh, just for long miles. It's yeah. quite comfortable. The Phoenix, uh, we've had the vision for doing that since the beginning, but we just never got to production with that. So last year when we shifted to the 250 four-strokes, we said we're definitely going to do this. So it's a fully full suspension, uh, more of a cafe-style bike. The frame is essentially a Norton Featherbed. It's our take on a Norton Featherbed. Um, uh, as I say, full suspension. We, we also were using Italian forks on our previous models, and they're telescopic, traditional forks, and we had a lot of trouble you know, just getting those from so far away and dealing with quality and so we decided with that being such a light bike why did you pick that that front suspension well that's uh yeah we were we were having a hard time getting it um we couldn't find anybody in the states that was making a a quality fork for a small displacement bike right so we said what can we make um and this is a fork that we make the, the entire the whole setup um and it's uh it's actually a very light fork uh, the sprung, the unsprung weight is um, a little heavier than a than a standard telescopic, but the unsprung weight or the sprung, the sprung weight isn't. Um, so the, they also have an inherent anti dive uh, built into them. So when you brake, they don't they don't dive down. Okay. Just like an old BMW, like an Earl's fork. Um, they're also great with sidecars, and we we this Halcyon has oh a that would be great kit on it. Um, we don't have the the chair right now, but it's got the steering damper and the attachment points, and. They're just something that we can manufacture ourselves. And the more we've found that we bring in house, the better the quality. We can assure everything. Um, now, I'm, I'm kind of struggling for a term. What, what do they call that front suspension? It's called suspension? a leading link uh, front fork. Gotcha. That's right. So the, the, that, those were probably the first uh, advent of that fork would have been on the Douglas Dragonfly. Um, and then the same designer that did that, uh, Earl's. Uh, came up with a design that was then put on uh, um, BMWs. Uh, so, yeah. Rico, we need to get a motorcycle history book. Yeah, That's do. what I'm realizing. Yeah, yeah, we do. We, <laughs> I think we're at the right place to get that info, though. What's nice is these guys have electric start and everything. So look at turn signals, you name it, it's on this bike. Very minimal, but very modern. Yeah, and that's the idea. We On our show, we've talked often about getting something vintage and sort of stripping it down you know like an old gl 1000 is what we're thinking about now is you know just strip it down maybe not like a cafe racer but just kind of get it down to the essentials so it's not you know not so big of a bike but this is the same idea essentially but it's brand new you know all the components are brand new well engineered and all built uh most of it in-house right except the engine that's right we I mean, basically everything except the wheels and the motor we build on, on some some electrical components uh the, the idea is that it's a a classically styled bike that uh, that has disc brakes, that doesn't leak oil, that has modern electronics, and that is registrable. You know, this has got a 17-digit VIN. You can register it, nice. no problem. It comes with a uh, certificate of origin, just like your car does. Um, and we have uh, probably 50 bikes around the country, well, around the world, actually, at this point. Um, we have one one bike on the Isle of Man. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yep>. Nice, <laughs> nice. So what? Obviously not uh, 
not like a land speed machine, but what are we talking here, top speed, if you get top out on the road? speed, stock is about 70, 75 miles an hour. Um, cruising, you know, you get to 65 miles an hour. It's not designed for highway right. Uh, right. cruising, yeah, right. uh, but you can get on the highway, hop on and off. It's not, you know, mainly designed for around town cruising and commuting and yep. having fun excursions. But you got enough there to, if you ended up on the highway for a piece, you wouldn't feel, exactly. feel like you couldn't do it. You know, you could get to that next exit and yep. get to the good roads. Yep. Nice. Um, both bikes can be, can hold a second rider. This one, the Halcyon, uh, the hardtail has a pillion seat, uh, and the Phoenix comes with a uh, two seat option. Okay, because obviously you can't get two people on that seat. Now, is that seat specific for the show, or is that something that, standard? That's the the seat pan on the Phoenix right now at the show. Is this bike is all polished aluminum? Um, that's not a product. We don't offer that as a, okay. uh, a standard. For the show. This, is, this was done for a show we were in, in Chicago right. about a month ago. Right. The, the stock seat is actually covered. It's leather covered. The whole the whole seat, and it's got about uh, inch and a half, two inches of, of foam on there. So it's a much more comfortable seat. Yeah, this is a supposed to look like a race bike. You know? It looks awesome though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as I say, the the it's re- you can register any uh, all all. 48 states except California, and everything is DOT. All the lighting is DOT uh, compliant. It's actually e-marked as well. So, when, in preparation for if we ever get into Europe, um, so yeah, they're very practical bikes. We design them to be a practical bike that that also has that classic styling that we think is so important and so missing in the last 20 years of motorcycle right. design. Yeah, now, where can we go and pick one of these guys up, or where can we go to see them? Uh, we right now we sell direct from our website. So you're right now. This is a Barber Vintage Festival is a great place to see them in person right yeah, now. Yeah. Um, uh, and we're working on having a couple of flagship stores in uh, New York, Chicago, and LA. Okay. Uh, we're still working on getting those out there. We're running a, doing a batch of thirty right now of these bikes. They're in production, and um, yeah, we're we're. At, the website we, where you can order them is uh, www.janusmotorcycles.com, J-A-N-U-S motorcycles.com. Get on the site. We have full options listed there. And most important thing is just give us a call. We're, we're in the office, and right. you can talk to the designer if you want or the, or the builder, and we can talk you through the whole process. Okay, so what's the pricing on each one of these? The Halcyon 250 starts at $7,800, um, and we have a number of custom op- uh, options and upgrades available. Uh, we do all the pinstriping ourselves, so there's a lot of options there. Okay. We offer five different colors of powder coat. Um, and then the Phoenix starts at 8200 and it has a, a similar number of, of uh, upgrade and custom options. Awesome. <laughs> and I'm assuming, so you said you have 30 going into production now. A little bit of a waiting time if I was to go out and order one today? Yes, we're looking yeah. at uh, beginning of next year, um, you know, okay. early spring delivery. So get, get your orders in now so you can ride it next spring. Right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> awesome. Great. Other thoughts, Rico? No, I think they need to open up a store somewhere down south, so you got a lot more riding time down this way. That's right. It's true. Very true. Got a lot of bikes in Florida. We need to probably think about that. <laughs> yeah, this would probably be great in a place like that, right? Yeah. Tooling around Orlando. and I think we have about five of our 50s in, yeah, really. in, in Florida. Nice. So, yeah. All right, so I know you guys fired up this one earlier, and we missed it. So can we get, can we get a key turn on one yeah, of these? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
Good stuff. Uh-huh. You have any other questions? I think that's it. Thanks, Richard, for your time. We really appreciate it, and we look forward to... Thank you, too. It's been a pleasure to be on the show. Awesome. Thank you. All right, so that was cool. Uh, It was good good that we got a few minutes with Richard there to talk about Janus motorcycles, and and I I really dig these. I mean, I've I've always kind of had a Jones in for some sort of vintage bike, but just the the thought of going out, and and like we talked, Rico, with the the GL1000, right? Mm. You know, the thought of having to find a bike... And then, you know, get it in running shape and customize it the way you want. Not only is that can that be a daunting task if you're not mechanical, but it can also be expensive. Right. So, you know, why not get into something like this? Eight grand. I got a awesome looking what looks like a vintage bike, but it's got all, you know, modern engine, running gear, things gonna start every day and go down the road with no problem. Mm-hmm. Nice that's, brakes. That's a nice alternative to a vintage bike. Mm-hmm. Good suspension, nice brakes. Yeah, Rich, it is. Did we lose him? I think we might have. No, I was in mute. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> so, yeah. So, well, yeah. So, I was saying, like, uh, yeah, nice nice brakes, good suspension. Can't go wrong. Yeah, it'll be, it's cool. And we're, and we're going to talk to him again. So, we're going we're gonna to reach out to Janice again and, and maybe get them on the show here in the future you know, do a little more of a little more in depth of an interview, perhaps, and and maybe if certainly if they have another bike that they release, and you know, we'll get them back so they can talk about the new one as well. Awesome, awesome. So yeah, let's let's continue on some more of our fun at the the Vintage Fest. We kind of moved around, looked at different vendors, watched a bunch of vintage racing. Like I said, we got a a metric ton of video, I think, mm-hmm. and somehow we'll we'll spin that into something that that people may enjoy, but. What what some other highlights that you had there, Rico? Uh, seeing Lee Khan again. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. So we ran into uh, Lee um, after talking with Janice. Uh, so we just kind of hightailed it over there to see what was going on. Because before we stopped in and they were out on demo rides, so we wanted to kind of circle back yep. um, and check them out and get our name on the list to do a demo ride. We'll talk <laughs> about that later. Uh, but yeah, it was nice. And as we got there, they were just returning from a demo uh, bike ride, and we got a chance to interview one of the riders. Um, so let's plug that in so we can take a gander. For sure. Yeah, and it was cool. Just a reminder, if in case people don't know, so Lee Khan is the president of Modus Motorcycles. Oh yeah, which yeah. we'll get into later as well. Yeah, and he turned us on to this Barber uh, Vintage Motorcycle Festival uh, back in episode twenty. Uh, and we said, hey, now that we know about it, we're going to attend it next year. So we did, and um, I'm glad we did, brother, because, uh, again, it was one of the best times any guy would have on a bike. I Indeed. Believe. Yeah, so let's let's play this interview. We had um, had an opportunity to speak to a gentleman by the name of Devin, and he had just returned from riding the glorious MST, and let's hear what he thought about the bike. So we're here at Modus at the Barber Vintage Motorcycle Festival. And we're here with a gentleman that just test drove the Modus, which one do you ride? The, the MST or the R? MST. MST, yeah. awesome. Yeah. So your name? My name's Devin. Devin. Yeah. So Devin, we're gonna ask you, what was your experience on the bike? Oh, it was, it was absolutely amazing. The motor is incredible. 165 horsepower, I think over 120 pounds of torque. Power everywhere from low all the way up high. It's a great test ride, too, about a 20, 30-minute ride. 
nice open wide spaces. You can open up the motor and tight turn twisties, so it's great. Yeah. What are, you, what are you riding currently? I have a Tiger 1050. Oh, nice. Yeah, Triumph Tiger. Yeah. Some kind of Tiger. Yeah, it was real different. The Tiger is a very smooth motor. Um, it's got a little less horsepower, a little few more, a little less uh, pounds of torque, but just a very different ride. This is just a very much a hot rod. You know, it's like a comfortable hot rod. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, what about the seating position? How'd you feel? Oh, I could in? ride on that bike all day long. Really? Yeah. Yeah. They have, the seats are made by Sargent, so and you can get a low seat if you want a low seat. They also have completely adjustable handlebars, so you can go forward, back, up, down, whatever you want to do. Yeah. So you got on the highway. How fast did you get it? Oh, uh, we weren't right. Well, we was a straightaway on a back road. So um, and you got people in front of you. So kind of slowed down a little bit. Took it up to about maybe ninety, fairly close to a hundred. But then at the back down real quick. So <laughs> right, almost instant. Oh, instant power. Yeah, that's the thing about that motor. It's a lot like a triple, um, where you have power down low, power in the mid range, and power up top. Wow. It's not like an inline four where you kind of like bogging down around town and right. you know i did feel like off uh, from like zero to 30 uh, it seems like i was chugging a little bit just waiting to get going a bit but yeah other than that it's perfect cool well I, the thing i was always wondering about is what do you think about like long distance like do, do you think yeah, you could you know, settle in and really that's what i just do i just came down from kentucky on my bike and uh there's no helmet buffeting at all it's smooth um, they actually have an aftermarket fairing already put on the bike for you, and uh, you could really sit on that bike all day. It's not like a gold wing where all that you're you're kind of away kind of, from all the you're air, kind of encapsulated from any wind at all. Yeah, right? yeah. You know, I mean, like... you feel the wind go by, hits you about mid chest or so, but it's okay. real smooth. And the seat, uh, it's a real interesting seat because it's real narrow at the knees. It's only like a yeah. leg space in between your two knees. So if you're is... like leaning into it. It's narrow, but if you sit back, you yeah, got a nice yeah, cushion. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. What about the sound? Oh, the sound's amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, it's that? really interesting because when you start off, it really reminds me of a Buell. It's got a lot of character. The whole bike shakes underneath you, and when you rev, it's almost like a shaft drive. When you're sitting still, you can feel the bike move to the side to side. But as soon as you get above 30 miles an hour, it's like two different motors. Like Everything smooths out. The, the big kind of... Uh, chugging sound goes into more of like a inline four sort of whine and everything just like smooths right out so it's it's like what they call is the beauty and the beast so you know did you think of your question i did that was one of them you oh, that the other one. One. Yeah. yeah yeah i was actually really lucky to get in a lady up here super nice um i didn't sign up online or anything i just came in blind as bats like oh my god you guys do test rides and i gave yeah. her my number and she was everybody here is like really nice she called me up and said hey Come on down this morning. I got a spot for you for the sign-in. So everybody else is like, "Man, we signed up two months ago online." Yeah. Some, some of my buddies didn't even get a spot to ride. Yeah. I, was like, yeah, oh, I don't I see like any that. knives in your back. So you <laughs> I was dodging them when I was riding. Awesome. So did you ride here today? Yeah, I did. Yeah. How many miles? Uh, about between 750 and 800 miles or so. Wow. Put us to shame. Well, it's ironic because uh, my whole life I wanted a bike that'll do everything, right? So, you know, now I'm 50 and I'm a dad. I got the perfect bike to go across country, to ride around the corners. And I got kids in a family and 
I was, you know, I look at this bike a lot in the garage. But God, I get to get this thing out and ride. So sounds familiar. You know, <laughs> it's nice to actually get my bike out again and you know go for a good long ride. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Uh, we did the same, the same thing going on. Yeah. Where'd you guys come down from? We came down from Charlotte, but we did that five-state oh, yeah, yeah. tour. Oh, we nice. went through the mountains yesterday, so it took us yeah. all day. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yeah. good though. We did five states. Uh, we went uh, South, North Carolina. Georgia, Tennessee, Tennessee, Birmingham, Birmingham. Tennessee, then Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. Yeah. So great. So yeah. yeah. Awesome. Cool. Well, thanks for your thoughts yeah. on the motors. Enjoy the rest of your festival. Thank you. All right. Take care. We're gonna go yeah. watch the uh, was it Race of the Century? Yeah, Race of the Century. Cool. So yeah, that that was neat to hear some firsthand account of a demo rider and. And we had an opportunity to ride yes, the MST or MSTR on Sunday, but it just wasn't in the cards. No, we were heading back home when we got the text to say, okay, we got the slide open. Come on down. And we were about 100 miles in on the way back home. So we missed that opportunity. But thanks, Lee, for getting us um, a spot yep. to demo ride. Uh, because uh, Let's circle back. Because we went to the Motors after party after – being at the tracks all day Saturday, and that was a good time too. So let's oh, not forget yeah. about that whole experience where I had this is my second trip down there. So I'm glad you guys was able to kind of walk through the, the factory and check out the motorcycles firsthand, lift up the parts. So tell me, what did you think about the factory after seeing it? Oh, it was it's hard to put into words actually, and. If you kind of take, you have to take the whole weekend into consideration. So we had an awesome ride Friday. We spent all day looking at vintage bikes, talking to people, watching racing, right? It's like Saturday, how can this get any better? Right. And then we go to the Modus block party, like you said. And so, you know, Lee and Brian are there, um, the owners, and there are people there working on bikes. They were, they were wrenching on some of the demo bikes. Like one of them had a, had a puncture. So they, you know, we got to see him change a tire, but just to walk around to see not, not just where the bikes are put together, but see all the parts, all the drawings, the, the prototype. I mean, I got to see this stuff. Obviously when Rico came back, I saw it on video, but to stand there in presence, it was just like, man, it, it, it almost like a holy experience, right? Yeah. Cause it, yeah. This is an awesome bike. I mean, how often is there going to be an upstart company, a clean sheet bike with a clean sheet motor right? that's going to be launched that you can actually buy? So I just, it was cool to be standing there. I'm like, th this is definitely going to be a part of motorcycle history. And I'm just so glad I got to see it and, and touch some of the parts in person. I was blown away um, with that visit and the uh, the little icing on the top. Was the picture with the whole Loud Pipes crew with Lee, which we're yeah. gonna, we'll put in the show notes. That was yeah. awesome. Yeah, I, I've actually blown that up, put it on one of my my PCs as a memento. Yeah. He, he, he's a class act for sure, and I, yeah. you know, thank thank thanks to Modus for opening up the the factory and letting people walk around. It's just that was awesome, right? And what do you think about that carbon fiber wheel? <laughs> yes, Rich. What about it? So yeah. how heavy does that wheel weigh, Rich? <laughs> um, All right, stop picking on me. <laughs> we didn't say that, Lee. You didn't hear that from us. <laughs> yeah, so we're we're walking around like just looking at parts on carts, and obviously these things are like numbered for bikes and stuff. And I was like, 
huh, like, I wonder what this wheel weighs. And I grabbed it and I was like, oh my God, Rico, look at this. This is, this is a carbon fiber wheel with the rotors. And it's just like picking it up like it's nothing. So yeah, we had a couple funny moments there. I was like, mm, if that's not in the right slot, I don't know anything, <laughs> I don't know anything about that. <laughs> but I was so giddy. I was like, I was like a little kid in a candy store. I just, I couldn't take in enough of the scenery. And it was just, I, I'm still blown away. I, I get goosebumps just talking about it. Yeah, yeah. And just how light everything is on that bike. It's just phenomenal. All the carbon fiber work on that bike. It just, you, you wonder where the weight is, but you know it's all in that motor. But wow, what an ultra light bike. And and the supercharged one that we, we fawn over, they, yes. they fired that up. We got to hear it in person. Yes. And then Mr. Hogan threw a leg over it. We got pictures of that. Yep. I had to. You know, that's a once in a lifetime because that thing is putting out 230 horsepower, brother. Yeah. And how often do you get the, get that between your legs? So I had to take that opportunity and run with it. But what an awesome ride. Yeah, that was a good night. And then we, you know, we capped off the evening with, uh, with your boy Aaron. We hung out, had a little food, had some cigars, some oh. good beer. I mean, that just, we just capped off an epic day. It was hard to describe. So we had, we had another run in with Aaron, which is, is another funny story. So, so Aaron fl- flies down for the weekend, um, cause he has access to cheap or free, fl- free flights. And we're, we're getting ready to leave Sunday morning and we're kind of sitting around breakfast going, okay, should we go to the track? Right. Do we go to Barber, do one more thing and then get going or do we just get going? And then we start getting the text from Aaron. It's like, uh, I'm not going to get on flight. Can uh, we ride with John? <laughs> yeah, and it's like we got three of you. Can 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 we get on the? Can we ride back with John? Can we get a seat on the Rex Express? <laughs> yeah. So uh, so we sat there going through breakfast, and uh, sure enough, they needed a ride. And that was, I mean, how cool was that? Like, so we we go to the airport to pick him up. And we show up, he's being picked up in a car, escorted by two motorcycles. <laughs> I mean, he must have felt like a rock star, right? And the interesting thing is, and and we bust on this, um, you know, having fun with Aaron and everything else. And what did you, Rico, what did you do to uh, Mr. Aaron before he? Oh, yeah. So basically, we we're just going to have him ride, you know, what you call it? Yacht. <laughs> but uh, we're. <laughs> Um, so that's why we kind of pulled up first on the motorcycle saying, Hey, we'll hop on. Let's go. I was going to tie his shirt in a, in a little ball in the front <laughs> to expose his belly and have him on the back of my bike. <laughs> and the funniest thing is what color shirt was he wearing? He wearing a pink shirt. So it would have been priceless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to post a picture cause John was telling him, he's like, no, you got to ride on the back of the deuce. So, of course, he just hopped on. He's like, let's go. It's a funny picture of that. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, we, we left there and got back on the road and, and uh, you know, had a good, you know, eight-hour ride with uh, Aaron and his daughter. Um, so, how was that? I'm sure he was a lot of fun during that ride. So, <laughs> he he was pretty mellow. He wasn't as mel- as outgoing as he was the night before because uh, I think his daughter was in the back seat, so uh, he was kind of mellowed out. But no, it was a real good time. He talked a lot, you know, real cool guy. I mean. So did he talk about Indian the whole way there? 
Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't know if we mentioned for, for people that don't know. So Aaron's the poor sap that, that sold Rico his Indian. Yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> From the dealership. <laughs> no, he didn't talk Indian all the way. I mean, he talked cars. We talked other motorcycles and everything else. And we were sitting there talking about how Rich couldn't, uh, you know, had his stints of only an hour and gets tired. And he pretty much said, well, if he needs to, I'll jump on it and ride it for a little bit. I, I think so, he wanted to ride the mistress. I think he did. Yeah. I think he did too. Yeah. I think he said, here you go. He was, he's hearing that noise for hours and hours on end and he's going, Oh, I, I want to get some of that. Mm-hmm. I want some of that right yeah. there. I want a little taste of that. Mm-hmm. And, and I said, well, what size helmet do you need? And he said, extra large. And I knew, I think that's the size you were rich. So, you know, could have, he could have jumped on it and took it yeah. for a spin. Well, it was, it was kind of a point of pride for me. It's like, no, 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 I got, I got to finish this trip. <laughs> yeah, and I kind of figured that's what the deal was that you wanted to say that you did the whole weekend on your deuce. Here I go. I can do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, the trip back was was um, quick. wasn't bad, <laughs> quick. But oh my god, I'll never want to live in Atlanta. Right? I mean, oh we got, man. Yeah, Atlanta. We, we, no thanks. We got around Atlanta, and I knew you guys were going to take off. And I'm like, I don't blame you because it was freaking crazy as well and then the other thing was going through greenville and spartanburg was just as crazy <laughs> um i'm just like oh my god well it was coming around atlanta it was cool i'd never taken 285 around the city i've always sort of just driven through it but so rico kind of warned me he's like he's like if it's clear he's like the pace is gonna pick up a bit i'm like yeah whatever and sure enough i mean <laughs> I don't know what speed we're going. It's north of 90 at some points. Yeah. And we were being passed like we weren't even on the road. I know. This was crazy about I'm it, right? Like, we're already flying. And the cars are just like. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was I mean, I mean, was just sitting there and, you know, it was good having Aaron with me because, I mean, he knew some of the stuff because I guess, you know, he used to travel to Atlanta and stuff. And, and in fact, talking about it, uh, we stopped at that uh, Thai place, Rico, and Aaron's eaten there before. So right off of twenty, I don't know there. if you knew that. That's good. Yeah. That was a good call, though. It was good food. Yeah. So let, let's bring the trip back to the to the bikes a little bit. So I guess what what can we give out? Sort of did we pick up any lessons learned here? I think I think John's kind of hammered into us that we need some sort of communication, <laughs> radio yeah. or. And I would agree. I would agree. It would have helped out. And, and personally, too, in those, in those quiet moments on those straightaways where you could have had somewhat of a conversation, you know, during that spot. Yeah. You know, so it would have been nice to have some kind of camaraderie as we traveled. Um, I think it would have been that, more, that much more fun. Yeah, the biggest thing I think where we came into play is, you know, with riding, it's at least with you guys on bikes, is that if one of you had something back to me, Rico could have pulled up and kind of got something from Rich or could tell if Rich was starting to wanted a break or anything else. And and a funny thing talking about that coming back on Sunday with Aaron, you know, since he rides, I mean, at one point he was watching Rich and he's like, he's about ready to need a break. <laughs> he's done. I mean, he needs a break. So we, we pull up on the side and we're like, Rich, you need a break? And he's like, no, no, let's keep going. And I think you said like five minutes later, you're like, I should have took that break. <laughs> Yeah. Well, and some of that, some of that is pacing. Like we hadn't hit the marker yet. So I was like, uh, if I stop now, you know, we're short of the, the planned marker and then that makes the next one longer or you're adding a stop. And I was like, nah, keep going. That, that was the whole reason for that. 
So I don't see I don't see any flags in Greensville. So you just you guys didn't stop in Greenville at all? No, we we did. I just didn't know where I stopped. Oh, okay. Yeah, remember we stopped with you just before Greenville, and then we stopped yeah. in Gaffney, and that was our right. last stop before Charlotte. Right, right, okay. Yep. John just got a little slack on the updates. That's all. <laughs> just like, yeah. I, I probably can go fix it. Nah, it's all right. I said, don't worry about it. But yeah. yeah, I mean, no, we stopped again, and it wasn't bad. I mean, it was a fun little trip, and I'm ready to rock and roll again. Nice. Yeah. Now, now since I got my rest in a little bit. But <laughs> as far as learning, yeah, I mean, stopping in the in the in the communication the only other thing i could say that's bad that i'll say to uh i know you guys are doing communication you know verbally down the highway uh don't do that rico no because i think think at one point you went down to like 60 miles an hour and everybody was coming up on my rear about ready to run me over (laughs) yeah there was one point like rico pulls up alongside of me all right he motions me to pull up alongside and then he starts talking to me and I'm like, at like 70 miles an hour, like, I'm not going to hear you. You're not going to hear me. So like, okay, I'm trying to talk to him and I'm slowing down and I flip up. I have the modular helmet, so I flip it up and then the wind catches it and jerks my head back. <laughs> so I slow down a little bit and then, yeah, you're right, John. Like, that was probably dumb to, I didn't think we'd slow down that far though. It was, it was in the sixties. I can say that much. And now and I think we're in a section that people are doing 80. So, I mean, here I'm in the lane, and also I'm just seeing cars come up on my rear end, and I'm always like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that gets back to the communication. I guess I I would cave on that. If I'm if I'm bringing the full-face helmet, then, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll put something in there so I can hear and, and kind of give, you know, audible feedback. That would be cool. And, and a little music would be nice, I, I must admit. On the highway, especially on the highway riding, I could have used some tunes that would have helped as well. But yeah, Friday I mean, you, didn't need it on Friday. The roads were nice on Friday. Yeah, and we stopped enough, and that was close enough to know what people needed. So that wasn't bad. I mean, but coming back on Saturday or Sunday, yeah, we needed a little bit of communication, especially in the other place that would have came in handy is on on um, Friday is when we got split up. Yeah, a couple of times, you know, going through the traffic, traffic and stuff, but. But yeah, you're right. And the other thing that helped, the other lesson learned is is the planning. I mean, John did a great route. It was nice to know that we had sort of defined stops almost every hour where it was either going to be gas or food or both. So it was right. it was nice to have it all mapped out. So again, my thanks for that. No problem. And another cool thing, I mean, and this was where it came in when we got around Chattanooga and lost, and we talked about it. We knew where the next plan stop was. If we got lost, go to the next stop and wait. <laughs> you know, yep. what is that saying when you're a child or when you get lost, you always go back to the last place they knew or something because they might come back there or something. I can't remember what it, just how it goes, but yep. anyways. Yeah, so I just, I, I got one more thing I want to mention about the Vintage Fest, and that is the people that we had a chance to speak with in terms of vendors and, and whatnot. Uh, we may have some additional interviews coming up here in the future. So obviously we mentioned Janice. Um, who we'll, we'll probably speak to again. There was a, a big used motorcycle warehouse uh, company that we may talk to. And then on our quest still to, to talk to a helmet maker, we did make some contact there. So we may have that helmet episode that we promised a couple of months ago. So stay tuned for those. Oh, and throw out another little quick one that we met. So to add is the uh, gentleman from uh, Samco. 
Yeah, that and was the, cool. And, that was cool. In yeah. the in the uh, in the pits there that people might not know, but uh, yep. you could go into the pits at Barber and see the racers and everything else, getting them all lined up, and we found a gentleman there with a prototype motorcycle. Right. Yeah, that was neat. He's um, he's sort of taken sort of the modus approach, except that he doesn't have his own his own engine yet. But he, his goal is to make a one hundred percent you know sourced and and assembled motorcycle for, uh, from the U.S. So that's something he's working on. The company's name is Samco S A M C O, and yeah, we reached out to them. We'd love to have have the owner on and and have him you know give his story. It was it was great speaking with him in the pits and. I guess kind of sorry now that we didn't record it, but it was it was cool, and maybe we'll get that hooked up here in the future. All right. And when you are looking for them online, it's samco-mc.com. Got it. Yep. Cool. And I think, if I remember correctly, if I understood what he says, I think they're at 95% being all-American. All-American source. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. And I think they're using, a right now, a, a Buell engine, I think, is what they have in it, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, the prototype was from a Buell Ulysses, so uh, you know, kind of a, a worked uh, 1200 Sportster engine, which is you know is no slouch anyway. So it was a nice little bike. It was, and it had a lot of unique features. Yeah, lots Sorry. of cool stuff. No, I was just gonna say lots of cool stuff from from Barber, and yeah, I I can see three days there next time. You know, Friday go in, maybe it's a little quieter. You kind of get some get more of that audio, kind of like we did with Janice. Um, and mm-hmm. the, and the motor rider, and then maybe Saturday just kind of enjoy the racing and and take it all in, and then Sunday you know get some more more podcast stuff done on Sunday. Do a couple yes. more after parties. Yeah, so I guess we'll need five days, Thursday <laughs> to get down there, <laughs> three days yep. at Barber, and then Monday we'll head home. And a day to recoup. Everybody plan the calendar of October seventh, eighth, and ninth is when Barber is next year. Awesome. Yeah, 12th annual, October 7th, 8th, 9th of 2016. And why don't we do this? You know, since we're earmarking this for next year, let's see if we can get some of our listeners to meet us there. Yeah, we'll have to do something. That's what we talked about offline was, you know, maybe doing some sort of little meetup either at Barber or while we're there or maybe the Modus block party or, you know, just somewhere while we're in Birmingham, just maybe have a little meetup for people who want to hang out. Yep, yep. So stay tuned for that. We'll we'll formalize all that and uh, mention John's that one of our it. later show. Yeah, John's going to plan the roots and everything. <laughs> all right, I can, I'll take care of the roots. Nice. All but right. If, if you're going to take the roots, and uh, this time uh, we're avoiding Cleveland. <laughs> all together, huh? Yeah. Just find yeah, that it, bypass route. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I already got the bat- bypass route all lined up. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, gentlemen. Um Last call before I do my, my closing speech. No, I'm all good. Great show, guys. Sorry I've rambled tonight, but hey, it's all fun. No, it's not a ramble. Yeah, don't no need to apologize. It was a great weekend, so glad. Nice to have a chase vehicle, wasn't it, Rico? It was really nice to have John there. To tell you the truth, it was. And if if if, if anyone hasn't ridden with a chase car, you, you got to try it. <laughs> it's, well, you know, it's, it's quite funny. nice. Now I know what Jesse James feels like. Right? <laughs> yeah, so I mean, that made it nice for you, right, Rich? You didn't have no baggage? That was really cool. I didn't have to strap anything to the bike. It was all in the car, and I mean, if you didn't do it, it was going in Rico's bike. Right? And I packed light <laughs> anyway this time. I had an extra helmet. 
Yeah, but it was nice to have all the drinks and everything in John's car. And it stayed cold. Yeah. Yeah, that was neat, right? Instead of going into every little convenience store and, you know, dropping a couple of bucks on, on you know, on water or something. It was nice to just grab one and we could shorten the stops and just bathroom if you needed to and then get back on the road. That was really yep. cool. It was. And the other thing, it left us the ability that if we got into traffic jams, like Rich did for an hour and a half at a standstill, I had drinks. Yeah. Really nice. And I will definitely use a chase car from now on when a long trip. <laughs> yeah, we, we can't road trip anymore without John. Like, I know, right? It's just, uh, I can't do it. I, I'll have All to right, say, guys. no, if John, if John can't go, I can't go because right, I, well, I got to have him. <laughs> Let me know. Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah. Overall, great weekend. I think I've, I probably said as much as I need to about Barber, and I'm sure it'll come up again in, in future episodes. We'll, we'll be talking about this one probably for the next year and until we get there again. Yeah. So just know that we'll probably be mentioning Barber a lot in the next couple of shows. A lot. Yeah. And Modus. <laughs> yeah. 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 And not, not only that, but after seeing all those different bikes there at, at Barber, you know, it, it, it has, has sparked me to go out and ride other bikes too. So there's, Indeed. A couple of Nordens I want to ride. There's a couple of Triumphs I want to ride. There's the Motoguzi I want to ride. So there's a lot of other bikes I want to get kick my leg over. So um, stay tuned for that. So there's a lot coming. Oh, the other thing that we didn't get to do that I'm bummed about is the the KTM demo bike yes. ride. Yes, oh, KTM so demo ride. Oh, that was in my uh, parking lot that I had. Like I said, so oh really? That's that's <sighs> the thing. That we need a plan, you know, at least, at least next year, you got to at least get two days in. Yeah, at least two, three if we can. Yep. Right. So everybody, you know, we'll get it on the calendar and let's mark it out now and get all the uh, stamps of approval that we need. Sounds good. Yeah. And, w- and one final thing that, that Barbara has also sparked, and we can't really talk about it just yet, but it may be, uh, there may be another show idea that's come out of Barber, so... Nice. Stay tuned for that one. In in the planning stages, but nothing to talk about just yet. Nice. Now, you do know, since we didn't get a chance to get over to the museum, they had over like 14,000 or 1,400 bikes there in the museum that represented almost every bike in the world. Yeah, we got a road trip again just to do the museum, for sure. We take the boys, take the kids down. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, guys. And uh, if everyone likes this show... And you want to see or see and read more about it, you can check out our show notes at loudpipes.net slash 29. And of course, you can always go to loudpipes.net um, by itself, and that always takes you to the latest episode. And we don't always talk about this, but on our website, there are some other features that we don't, we don't talk about a lot, such as commenting. Uh, we had some people leave comments after our, our one-year anniversary and in our bikers roundtable, so that was pretty cool. And we also have a, a neat little share button on each episode. So if you want to share it on any any social media network, there's a, a quick little share button at the bottom, and you can just uh, quickly blast it out to anyone you want to share the episode with. We also have subscription buttons across the, the page header, um, so you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, uh, Stitcher Radio, one-click Android, or direct RSS feed if you're technically savvy. And you can find our regular social media links at the page header as well. Star ratings and reviews are always welcomed on iTunes, and as we mentioned at the top of the show, a big thanks to the three people who left those in the last uh, month or so. 
Um, and like we say, if you feel it's less than five stars, you can reach us at feedback at rdubstudios.com or there's a feedback link on our website if you don't want to share your email address. All right, gentlemen, last call. I am good to go, my friend. I second that. Awesome. Well, with that, we're going to put the official barber kickstands up and ride out. Take care. I'm not going to get a Shompila. Shompila. All right. <laughs> it's like pulling teeth. This has been an R-Dub Studio production. Check us out at rdubstudios.com, iTunes, or Stitcher Radio.